How's it going? This is Ty, and this is episode 132 of the Fiction and Copy Decoded podcast, and I'd like to welcome you, which of course, I always do. All right, we're not going to be doing any flashbacks or anything like that today, especially because uh, last Sunday, February 7th, was Super Bowl 55. My Roman numerals are bad. I think it's 55. Anyway, usually what I do is the week after the Super Bowl, I talk about not all the commercials in there, but a lot of the commercials in there that made an impact on me or were funny or were actually meaningful in some way or other, and then talk about them somewhat in the context of like direct response or other like copywriting, even though, or persuasion, even though I know that there's a vast difference between copywriting and persuasion and like brand advertising, because brand advertising and direct response are two rather different things, but. Not just like to talk about commercials because I realized that years ago my mom told me that I view commercials as entertainment and I realized that she was right. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, without too much ado, let's get to it. Like I said, this, this might be a short one. I'm not sure because it depends on how long I go jabbering on each thing. And I not, don't have, I didn't make notes on all the stuff here, even though I, to be frank, I did actually watch the Super Bowl broadcast with a notebook and pen to take notes on it about commercials and what was happening in the game. So, I mean, I guess I'm kind of, whatever you would call that, I don't really know what you would call that, but I did it. So, anyway, <laughs> first, it was interesting to me toward the beginning that it had talked about a... Uh, a movie called Old, or movie or show, I'm not sure. It seemed like it was a movie, maybe, <laughs> about people who are on this weird beach, and they, like, they age and, like, give birth and all kind of other strange things at this one beach, and all they were there for, like, you know, like a couple of minutes or 30 minutes, and it was interesting. That's interesting to me from a fiction perspective because, one, I'm curious, of course, and the other is like, okay, what actually is the reason for this? Can the characters find out? And if the reason for this is like a malevolent thing or a negative thing, you can, uh, if they can figure it out, can they defeat it or can they at least discover what's going on? And I thought, despite the creepy elements that I really, I don't really am to like horror, horror type stuff and creepy things very much, if at all. And so that was like, ooh, creepy. But it was interesting from that perspective. After that, they also had a Logitech. Well, not directly after that. I'm just going to go like with highlights based on what stood out to me. After that was a Logitech ad about like art and like defiance and creativity and like, okay, blazing a new trail and things of that nature, which was interesting to me because I think that the Logitech people had tried to it was kind of like two sides of a brain to me almost where like a lot of people would think of Logitech and technology as something like super logical and things like art as in super like not logical or like emotional or more creative, quote unquote. So they were trying to, and I think they did a pretty good job on this somewhat to like talk about it in a way where it's like, hey, you can use this logical tool to do these, our logical tools to do these emotional things and to think about things in a new way. And I thought that really did work for them, personally. <laughs> then we had uh, 
The Matthew McConaughey 3D Doritos ad I actually saw before the Super Bowl even aired, but I did think it was rather funny. I'd seen it on YouTube days, a couple days before the Super Bowl was on, and I didn't watch it toward the end, but I did think it was rather funny that he uh, got stuck in a snack machine because I, well, it's funny only because of the face he made, but personally, I think that would rather be terrifying to stuck in a machine like that with no way out because the hole is so small and so on, and it's like it's made to fit snacks and not people. So I thought that was kind of funny and kind of disturbing if you think about it too much which, of course, you know I already did. Anyway, uh, the Will Ferrell's GM electric car uh, battery ad was pretty funny, too, only because, well, Will Ferrell was there. I think they did make... They made an effort to make their commercial and their subject interesting by putting Will Ferrell in it because, I mean, to a certain extent, if you're not really interested in cars or engines other than for what they can do for you, I don't know if that would be really interesting on its own. So I think that was an effective way to uh, get that done. And then they had had the Bud Light Legends commercial, which I'm still pondering over because of who was in it, what they were doing. I couldn't figure out like where they'd come from, why all the Bud Light got transported to where it was going to, and why they all had to get it back. That was the interesting part of it to me, not about actual beer. It's like, okay, how did this beer get here? Where was it going? Who put it there? Why like, why weren't they met with resistance trying to get the beer back? So on and so forth. And this really cool, like fantasy, time travely, multiverse-inspired type thing with this ad about beer, you know, was interesting to me because of that, because of the fact that it's thinking about these things with other with other hallmarkers or other illustrations that most people I know mean, I wouldn't have really thought about it not like that would maybe not have thought of unless it had been presented to them or like you know it's not it's not quote unquote like a normal type thing to think of beer I don't think in the con in the context of like multiverses and different universes or the, the stream of time past present and future and if it is thought about as that way, it's usually only thought about from the context of like development or advertising or the history that it itself has without regard to how often that history, if it were possible for that history to intersect with uh, other parts of itself, which I mean, as far as we know, it's not. But who knows, if you're listening to this thousands of years in the future, maybe you've figured that out already be pretty awesome okay next was the toyota ad about the adoption of the siberian child who had had the special surgery so that she had lost all or part of her legs and grew up to be an olympic swimmer which i thought was awesome really cool because that uh i liked that was interesting to me too because it wasn't about so much unless i totally missed it i could have totally missed it where it wasn't about the product so much as about the feeling that they wanted to evoke. And it's like, oh, hey, this is the kind of feeling that we want to evoke, that this is awesome and something you should try and something we're striving for and fighting for and so on. Which was, 
I liked that sentiment, but sometimes with those types of commercials and other types too, it can be difficult to figuring out what's actually being sold until you get to the end or if they've made a tenuous uh, connection and so on, but it works in the end. Sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. So, I mean, I really did enjoy the Toyota commercial for the sentiment. The story was very cool. After that was uh, the T-Mobile dating commercial with uh, Adam Levine, Gwen Stefani, and Blake Shelton, I believe. Yeah, anyway, talking about how communication is important, which it is, of course. Reliability is important, which it is. And being on a bad connection can make it so that words are missed and that the actual meaning of the words is totally garbled, which sometimes it does. But I thought that was it was uh, quite interesting to talk about that. So, and then there was this was the other thing that I was talking about where it's difficult to figure out what the people were selling. There was a Crown Royal ad about hydration and such with this with this dude. He was uh, doing stuff. He was trying to watch TV and he was like drinking water at the end. That was all right. And then he was like getting dip and like, but he had it kept his eyes on the TV. Well, he was to do all this stuff with his hands and be okay and not like fall over or anything like that, which I thought was really cool. But then it was like, I don't understand unless they showed a visual of some bottles or whatever. I just don't recall there being a visual of very many bottles or a very big connection between that and booze. Because I don't think the booze was brought up right away unless, like I said, I was so focused on trying to figure out what was going on. I had missed that in the shot. I may very well have. But I did think it was interesting because of it's like, oh, this is about drinking booze. It's like, no, this is not. This is about actually keeping hydrated as a result of you also drinking booze. Which I thought was pretty as well played for that because, of course, hydration is important and so on. It's that kind of like, okay, this is this is the way it is versus, okay, we know this is the way it should be, but let's talk about the way it should be instead, even though we know that most people may probably not do it that way, which is okay. Then it was the, the Robin Hood ad, which I didn't really look at. The only thing I ever remember about this was uh, some kind of controversy between them and people on reddit involving stock and gamestop so i mean whatever i wasn't really uh too hepped up on that because it kind of went it kind of came and went before i'd realized what had even happened for it so it was like whatever but i think based on the fact that if they had been talked about as much as i surmised they had been talked about they tried to capitalize on that with an ad during the super bowl so and strangely enough, also, Reddit also had an ad during the Super Bowl. I don't know if it was the shortest ad of all time, but I had to look it up because I realized that by the time I had looked up from taking notes for other stuff, it was gone. So I did have to look this up before. It was apparently only a five-second ad. It was just a bunch of text promoting their service and talking about Reddit and talking about the fact that ad space is expensive because it is. I don't know. It was tens of millions of dollars for a 30-second ad last year, and I'd imagine as much as things went up, 
things might have still gone up. I really don't know because I'm not too hepped up on the stats between attendance of sporting events and the corresponding uh, rise in the cost of making an ad for those events. But I think based on inflation and so on, it could have only gotten higher. So basically, they just had a five-second ad talking about their service a little bit, talking about striving for things and believing in a cause and going for it, which I thought was really interesting. And what people can do and accomplish when they band together. So I thought that was pretty awesome. And they said, oh, hey. And the people quoting the ad, uh, powerful things happen when people rally around something they really care about. And there's a place for that. It's called Reddit. That was their thing, of course. I think it was interesting to have them talk about that because it was this strange tongue-in-cheek thing that I'd barely seen, let alone read. I mean, I can't read, I should say. I can read relatively fast, but the text has to be displayed to me for long enough so that I can get what's going on before they take it away, like, you know, a carpet and a uh, physical comedy gag or something. So that's what it was to me until I had eventually talked about it. And yeah, so uh, to break down the game, not a lot at all. Uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs went to the Super Bowl this year. They lost. I think they had actually won it last year. One of the one of the only times they ever won it was last year, 2020. And they got there twice in a row, won one and lost the other because... Tom Brady, who is not with the New England Patriots anymore, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers beat the heck out of them, really. Truth be told, 31 to 9. It was like after the, for most, for about half of the fourth quarter, and maybe after that, or I should say before that, I was trying not to mentally check out. It's like, okay. I was kind of calculating. It's like, all right, if the if the Chiefs can score six or seven points, they got to give the ball back, and then that means the Tampa Bay is going to waste as much time as possible getting as far down the field as possible in the opposite direction that the Chiefs need to go, and so on and so forth. It's like this is just they're going to be eating up time and dawdling excessively. It's going to be almost impossible for the Chiefs to make that back because that was a deficit of like what? 22 points that's like goals and extra points that's three touchdowns plus the extra point even with and that doesn't count the bucks getting the ball back after that it's like yeah okay that's it's not gonna do it very well at all and now tom brady of course i know i'd already mentioned this before has seven Super Bowl victories, which he has more Super Bowl victories than both the Patriots and the Pittsburgh Steelers organizations have because they all only have six and he has seven. So bully for him. He's going to go down in the history books, not only for that, but also because of the fact that he and Gronkowski uh, combined for 13 total touchdown passes during Super Bowls, which actually beat out Steve Young and Jerry Rice, who only apparently had 12. I, It's interesting because I think that 
I had heard that the announcers for football games and so on have other people talking to them in their ear when they talk about these facts to relay them to them because I don't think anybody can personally remember everything because I think that would be extraordinarily hard. I mean, I suppose you could study up on relevant history before the game and you could talk about it as far as that goes, but I don't know. I don't know if they have services like that or other ideas or other people who do that. They probably do, like statisticians and people like that. I don't know if it's like, hey, so-and-so is a statistician and they get paid to talk in so-and-so's ear as they're announcing for the Super Bowl. I really don't know if that's a thing or not. It probably is anyway. But I'm not aware of anyone who does it. But just because I'm not aware of it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, of course. So anyway. Uh, what's probably going to happen this year, or I should say this year, it's already this year, what's probably going to happen next year is I was I was actually, sadly enough, watching the clock during the Super Bowl this year because I really was thinking about if I could have gotten the same amount of, uh, to get what I want out of the Super Bowl, talking about various commercials and the actual game action and so on with my limited knowledge of football, which is like not a lot. If I could do that without actually spending the between 5.30 and about 9.15 at night, my time, actually watching the game and watching all the commercials. When it's like, okay, could we get the highlights? Would that be better or worse than just sitting through it? And it's like, okay, if I can do that, where I can just get like a report online or something and then just watch a few highlight reels, get it all over in 20 minutes, I don't really know. 20 minutes versus three and a half or so hours. So not quite four hours. So anyway, <laughs> we'll, we'll see. I'm thinking that might be a better solution based on the fact that I like don't, I might eat some snacks and so on, but as far as it goes, I don't really have a lot of invested in football as a sport. Even though I do watch the Super Bowl, I'm like a casual like a casual sports watcher. I don't treat like, uh, I don't treat sports like most other people who are actually really interested in treat it, which is, I think, a combination of like chess and warfare. I mean, to me, it's certainly, it certainly can be looked at that way or like some kind of strategy, real-time strategy video game or something, but I don't exactly treat it like that, even though I know that there are other people who actually do do that. I'm not one of them. But as such, it's less interesting to me because I don't treat it that way, but I know other people do. So it's not as important to me, I don't think, to get every bit of the action. Although it was fun to watch. I do admit that. It was quite fun to watch. So I did really enjoy it. Also, the only other reason I needed to actually do this now was because my schedule has recently changed because we do uh, the role-playing games on Wednesday night now. So ordinarily, if this was several years ago, like two or three years ago, I would have had to, uh, I would just do it Monday through Friday, doing one commercial a day, or like Monday through Thursday, and then Friday I would wrap it up, and then I would go on with it, and so on. We would just go on with our lives as far as that went, and the commercials and so on would be over because they would all be talked about, like between one or two a day, depending on what really stuck out to me that year. But, I mean, I know I probably say this every year or talk about it this way every year, but the quality of the commercials kind of went eh. Some of them were funny and so on, but I don't know if it was because I wasn't as invested in the Super Bowl itself 
as I might be in previous years or something else, but it just seemed like it was pretty blah overall, even though some parts were funny, as of course I had mentioned uh, at length here. So anyway, so what I'd have to do now is to get this, you know, done because tonight I'm actually running D&D for my group. So by the time you hear this, it'll be tonight. And then I'll probably talk about that on Thursday. Oh man, I'm trying not... I'm trying not to be nervous. I'm really not trying not to be. So anyway, I want to try to make it so that it's balanced between me over-preparing and the other side of my players being like so bored. They just want to be anywhere else. You know what I'm saying? You don't want that. That's terrible. But anyway, it's cool because of the fact that I like seeing like competition and like seeing the fruits of other people's effort because you think, well, maybe not that you could do that because I don't know a very small percentage of you all listening to this. Not that you can't, but it's still a very small percentage would play professional sports and that's okay. But it's interesting to me to like watch it and to see that, oh, hey, maybe somebody could do that. And if they can't, they could be inspired by it, inspired by what other people can do and what other people can achieve. I think it makes sense that way, even if you're not a professional athlete or a professional of something that most people would consider a high ideal or like something that's unattainable because a lot of, not a lot of people actually do it in real life or can get paid to do it in real life, but they get other people, fans get inspired by it nonetheless because they want to be there doing that or they may visualize themselves there or that they can also say, Hey, that's pretty cool that they overcame those odds. Maybe that realizing that they could do the same in their own life, no matter what they're facing. That'll be the end of this episode. I appreciate you guys hanging out. To learn more about the blog this podcast is connected to, you can visit it at fictionandcopydecoded.wordpress.com. You can learn about me there. You can also learn about me at my copywriting samples website, which is tymallcopywriting.yolasite.com. Yolasite is one word. It's Y-O-L-A-S-I-T-E.com. Oh, you can support this podcast by liking, sharing, commenting, and subscribing to get the word out. You can also become a monthly contributor if you'd like. For 99 cents a month, you'll get my thanks at the end of each and every episode. Well, not individually, but collectively. Uh, for $4.99 a month, I'll give you part of the show notes for that week, for that episode, and the month that you're featured. Terms apply, of course. And for $9.99 a month, I'll do a 30-second to one-minute ad for you to promote your business during the show. Again, terms apply. All right. I appreciate it once again that you took time to listen to me today, this week, this time. And we will catch you guys next time. Have a great rest of your day.